Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. This week we've been bringing you a message entitled, The Resurrection. Your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael, will continue to bring us a message on which the whole Christian faith revolves, and that is on whether or not the Lord Jesus Christ has truly risen. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 14, that if Christ is not risen, then our faith is in vain. But as any true believer will tell you, Jesus Christ is alive. He saves, and he makes all the difference in one's life. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. I want to look at the post-resurrection scene. If you look at Matthew chapter 28 once again, and I want to call your attention to verse 11. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city. That's that Roman guard. Now they they woke up. I mean, they fell over like they were dead when that angel showed up and they passed out. Then they came to and they looked around and, and the, the, the stone is rolled away from the door and the body of Christ is gone and they know they are in trouble. They're in trouble with their superiors. Their life is on the line. And behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. They went to the chief priests. They went to the religious leaders whose neck was in the noose too as a result of that to plead their cause before their Roman superiors. They didn't go straight to the Roman superiors. They would have been executed on the spot. And verse 12, and when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers. Now watch this. The soldiers actually get bought off to tell this particular story, saying, say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. I guess the, I guess the soldiers figured, you know, what's the difference? If we get blamed for falling asleep, for being idiots, or these disciples outfought us, <laughs> And we were incompetent. But the, the Sanhedrin will stand behind this story and, and buy us out of this problem, plus we get paid for it. And in verse 14, but if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Folks, even if it were true, Where's the body? Folks, you talk about an artifact. You talk about a moneymaker. You talk about memorabilia. Are you kidding? Folks, this is the only artifact you need right here. This book. Peter said we have a more sure word of prophecy. Amen? We have a more sure word of prophecy. An empty tomb, a Roman seal broken, a Roman watch that's scared, Jewish leaders that are scurrying. One historian said there was no point in arguing about the empty tomb. Everyone, friend and opponent, knew that it was empty. 
Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, he said that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the 12. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. He says after that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. You say, well, these guys said they saw Christ because they wanted to be famous. You know what they got for their fame? They got martyrdom. If these were charlatans trying to make money and become famous, they picked the wrong way to do it. One historian said about Paul, his opponents made all kinds of personal attacks on Paul, but they avoided the objective evidence for the resurrection. They were reduced to name-calling and avoided discussing the witness of the empty grave. You've got to understand that Paul the apostle, who wrote a quarter of the New Testament, was, in his own words, a Pharisee of the Pharisee. He had a Jewish religious pedigree like none other. And he just went from being an opponent to Christianity overnight to being the greatest proponent. Why, his enemies wanted to do him in. But you know what? They avoided talking about the resurrection. And you read the Acts of the Apostles, all 28 chapters, and whether it's Peter preaching or Stephen preaching or Paul preaching or James preaching, every one of us just took the resurrection of Christ and preached it in your face. In your face to the opponents. In your face to their friends. And in your face... To those who were still lost in their sins and searching for something that's real. You know what? I'm glad that when I finally hit bottom and started looking up and decided I wanted something real in life, not just grow up, get old, keep body and soul together, and then die like a dog. That gets pretty meaningless after a while. Oh, yeah, enjoy yourself a little on the way. But is that it? Is that all there is to life? You know what, folks? God created us all with a Christ-sized vacuum in our hearts. And until Jesus Christ comes in that heart and lives as a living, resurrected Savior, it's never going to all be right. There's always going to be this sense that life is incomplete. Something's wrong with me. There's something more. There's something missing. I'm not fulfilling my purpose. And you see that. You see that in great men and women who have achieved things that most of us have never even dreamed of, and they still have the same emptiness because you can't fill that void with anything but a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why the apostles were in your face with the resurrection. They're saying, they're, they're, they're shouting through the fog of skepticism. They're, they're yelling through the fog of, of our wandering through life like zombies just trying to pursue something that'll fill that void. And they're saying, hey, he's risen. Hey, he's risen. Hey, he's alive. He's alive. Those scared, discouraged, downtrodden disciples who forsook Christ, that same bunch, scared, discouraged, fearing for their own lives. 
after the resurrection of Christ, are preaching Jesus Christ boldly, openly, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, the regions round about there, right in the backyard, yea, in the living room of those that wanted to kill them for it, and hazarding their lives, and many of them lost their lives for it, and ultimately to the uttermost parts of the earth, and here we are in the uttermost parts of the earth believing what they believed, experiencing abundant life because he is alive. They were transformed. Why? Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans 8, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Someone said that despite man's efforts to keep him out, God intrudes. The life of Jesus is bracketed by two impossibilities, a virgin's womb and an empty tomb. Jesus entered our world through a door marked no entrance and left through a door marked no exit. And because of that entrance and that exit, we can have eternal life. That Christ-sized void can be filled. We can be filled. And folks, God created us to have fellowship with him. The one thing that keeps you from that fellowship is your sin. God is a holy God. He can't, he can't have a relationship with sin. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the good news is that Jesus Christ died to pay for those sins. And it doesn't matter what kind or how many you have. When Christ died on the cross some 2,000 years ago, your entire life was in the future. All of your sins were transferred to him at that time. All your sins past relative to your life. All your sins present relative to your life. All your sins future relative to your life were put on Jesus Christ in 33 AD, and they're all paid for. Question is, this morning, will you accept that payment? You see, God leaves a choice in your hands. Bible says in Hebrews 7, wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Folks, Jesus Christ beat death. If you'll trust him as your personal savior, you can beat death too. But just as exciting, you can start living. You can start living. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to the conclusion of a message entitled, The Resurrection. Your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael, has brought us a message on a subject that separates Christianity from all of the other religions in the world, and that is that Christ, unlike every other religious leader, has conquered death. He fulfilled every claim that he made when he rose again from the grave that Sunday morning. And the Lord Jesus Christ continues to this day to make a difference in people's lives. It may be as you listen today that you're uncertain about your own life and what your relationship is to Christ. If you don't know for sure if you were to die, whether or not you'd go to heaven, you can know. Christ died for you, and He is alive, and He offers eternal life. We would strongly encourage you to put your trust in Him today. If you'd like to order a CD of today's message, it's available for a suggested contribution of $5. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 
1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. And our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We hope you'll join us again on Monday as Pastor Rick DeMichael will once again take us through a study of God's Word. We also want to welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 6 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching 